so we just wrapped up an incredible educational episode with Dr. June Chin on CBD and cannabis for health and wellness specific to women. If you haven't listened to that podcast yet, we'd encourage you to do so before listening to this chit chat because we're going to get a little bit more personal here and it would be good for you to have the background on why. What did you think about that conversation? I thought she was great. I mean, I really do think it's the tip of the iceberg. There's so much to know. And if I'm getting into the brain of a working mom who has not really thought about this or might have thought about cannabis, but has no idea where to start, I think there's just so much to dive into. Yeah. She mentioned she didn't drink and we share that in Mm. common, but pointing out very clearly the culture of pouring a glass of wine or having Mm -hmm. a beer to relax is completely normalized, right? There's kid-friendly beer gardens that you can go to on the weekends and wineries have bands that are kid-focused. Yes, that's right. And it's okay, but I just want to talk about how that's normalized and fun, but taking a gummy to relax with friends or after a long day of work and kids, it's not as normal in the mom communities. It's not as talked about. It's not like, come over here, I've opened a bottle. Yes. Yeah. And not only is drinking normalized in parent communities, but not drinking is stigmatized. Also stigmatized. Yes. Very, very interesting. I had a couple of women over the other day, and I don't know if I can say this, but I offered them wine, beer, non-alcoholic drinks, a a gummy. I just sort of like threw it out there. I don't know. I was... (laughs) Just thought I'd throw it out there casually. And one of them said, I'll have a gummy. She said, thank you so much for saying that. There's not very many people I can talk to about this. Right. And she just immediately opened up and felt comfortable. And I think the more that I've talked about it a little bit here and there, the more people come forward and say, I've been doing yeah. this too. Yeah. 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 And I said this, I'm a little nervous to air <laughs> this. Yeah. <laughs> so publicly, obviously, you know, my close friends and family know there's no judgment. It's like pretty normal in our circles, but I am hesitant about the judgment that this mm-hmm. admission. Yeah. <laughs> this Coming out might, of the green closet, so to speak. Bring, yeah, exactly. But back to your point, my hope is that if there is someone sort of hiding it in shame or choosing this path for themselves to feel better, that we're helping to open this door that there are a lot of moms doing this and it's okay and it's helpful. Yeah. And it's not for everybody. There's a lot of aspects about it that don't work for me. And there are some that work for me. You're just talking about the same thing with you when you're learning about like maybe something related to your insomnia and the strain you were using. So it takes some trial and error, but I think it can be such a gift to working moms and moms in general that to not talk about it would be a disservice. And it's also an interesting platform to talk about it on because we're thinking at a higher level about these big issues in work and life. And this could be a helper in making our work life flow more joyful. I remember when we started working together, you used to say, it makes me a better mom. I'm a better mom. If I have a small gummy in me while I'm making dinner and interacting with the kids during the witching hour. I'm just more calm. I'm having more fun with them. And you're not like head in the clouds. Right, right. I'm a more present mom and I'm a more present partner. And Mm. I enjoy myself. I get out of my own way. Yeah. And the stress of the day of what's happening tomorrow, you know, I have anxiety. All of that kind of 
can sit down for a second and I can be there with my kids. I've always said pre this medicine, I'm not the mom that's going to get on the floor and play with my kids. I'm not the mom that can do that. Mm -hmm. And then I was introduced to this medicine and I'm the mom that can be goofy and I can get on mm -hmm. the floor and play with my kids. I don't have to stress in the same way about the mess they're making or are we being too loud for the neighbors or it's getting close to bedtime. We have to keep this strict mm -hmm. schedule. I just liked myself more. I'm hoping in the same way, sort of donating mental health and medication. I think a lot of mm -hmm. moms who are on antidepressants or different medications found themselves hiding that too. That was sort mm -hmm. of like, you don't talk about it with other people. And I think moms are talking about it more like I'm on this antidepressant yes. or I'm on that, or I tested this, or I tested that. The more that became normalized to talk about and is becoming a more public and very important conversation. My hope is that CBD and cannabis will also be included in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. And really, if I'm unwinding what makes me nervous about having this conversation, it's just the way that it's stigmatized and how I grew up with it being so bad and say no yes. drugs. Totally. I'm also perhaps in a little bit of a unique situation where my parents were very strict about drinking specifically that I used to tell them in high school <laughs> that I hadn't been drinking at that party. I was just smoking weed. So I had a stigma around drinking, but weed wasn't even discussed. Did you go through the D.A.R.E. program? Was that popular? Yeah. 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 I was a D.A.R.E. kid too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was like fifth grade or something. But in high school, never really knew what the effects of weed were because I was doing it while I was drinking. College too. I was too deathly afraid of my parents. I was the dare kid and yeah. I followed the rules. I bought and sold that it was a gateway drug. I was really mm -hmm. scared of it. In college, one of my friends told me to try it and I might throw up once the first time, but then I'd be good. And I was like, I already threw up with alcohol. I'm mm -hmm. allergic to alcohol. I don't need another thing that's going to make me throw up. I just sort of resigned myself to the fact that I was just never going to understand what you all liked so much. And I was 36 <laughs> and I first tried it. We were in Canada. So it was legal. I felt like it was a little better because yeah. it was legal in Canada. Right. Joe and I, we were there for a conference and I got a call that my grandmother was in the hospital and that she wasn't going to make it through and we couldn't get home. And I was just really upset. I couldn't focus mm. in the conference. I just was spinning. And Joe was like, we should try it. It's legal here. We're so far away from the kids. Like, I'm telling you, this is going to help you relax. And I didn't even think it hit me mm -hmm. until I was like on my third bowl of nut mix at the bar <laughs> and the bartender's like <laughs> filling it up again. And Joe started laughing and he's like, it's her first time. <laughs> but I'm oh like, I don't God. feel anything. And I'm just shoveling the most delicious nut mix I have ever had into my mouth. Wait, were you using cannabis at the bar? No, we did it in our hotel room, but I don't think I had a lot. I think I had just enough. Like I said, I didn't think I was feeling it at all until Joe pointed out that I was just really enjoying what I was eating. And then I was like, oh, this is what it's like. I don't feel anything. I'm just really relaxed. And it just felt good. So since I've researched, I've worked with doctors just like Dr. Chin, got my medical license. I think it's important to say in the States we live in, we do have our medical license and I'm still finding what works for me around CBD and cannabis therapy. She blew my mind when she was talking about different strains actually impacting us differently during our times of the month. Blew yeah. my mind. 
I think that's the hardest part of getting going in cannabis is figuring out what strains work for you. And she acknowledged it's expensive because if you're buying all different strains to try and there's just like a trial and error period. I mean, my first time was when I was young, but then because I watched a couple of friends in college, my freshman year, just smoke themselves out of college, I stopped because I saw these negative effects and I didn't really touch it again until my thirties. I think it was talking to you where I was like, (laughs) what? Really? You? Weird. And then slowly, but surely I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't really like the hours of five to seven. (laughs) I'll give this a try. So it took a while to get a medical license in Maryland, but I qualified. We had considered calling this qualifying condition. Like being a mother is a qualifying condition. (laughs) I got it. And then I have been dabbling ever since. I actually don't feel like I've found a flow. I'm not a daily user. I do use CBD more now. And then on occasion, I will smoke. I haven't really liked gummies except the commons night gummy with melatonin that I'll use like once every few weeks when I need Mm -hmm. it. But the reason I have a little bit of anxiety around using THC is because I have little kids, I find it hard to find moments where I can experiment safely. I've had some strains that have given me anxiety rather than relaxed me. So it's just been a little bit of a road for me. But when we got the call about the adoption and our brains were exploding later that day, my brain felt so bad, similar to what you were describing. You're having such a moment that I'm like, I can't get more anxious than what I'm feeling. I'll just try it. And I revisited the stash and I smoked and I was like, this is great. (laughs) I understand now if I need some sort of outlet, it has really helped me. So I think that I'm an advocate in that. Try what feels right. Be cautious. Talk to someone like Dr. Chin. And it can just be sort of one more thing in your arsenal to be a better mom, a more calm, more joyful mom. Yep. Yeah. I liked how she said, start with one. Yeah. One milligram. And and then you'll slowly be like, all right, I can handle that. Go to two, go to three. And I am very sensitive. I don't do it every day. It's nice on the weekends. If I've had a long day, I will, but I have found my sweet spot in being a five to one. So the ratio of five CBD to one THC. So Mm -hmm. very, very small amount of THC, more CBD, and it's just relaxing. Mm-hmm. I can high function. My mom didn't even know she came to stay with us for a bit. And then I did do it every night. <laughs> she didn't even know we were enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. We were laughing. And then she saw me take one and she got really offended. She was like, do you mm-hmm. need to take that to be with me? I was like, no, I need to take it to chill my anxiety down so I can be with you. Mm-hmm. But she didn't even know. I think that there's a lot of stereotypes around sort of what the reefer weed is Mm -hmm. like and everybody is just checked out. And I think the medical cannabis is not like that at all. And that was Mm -hmm. the stereotype that I had in my head too. My mom's going to be really mad when we post this episode. (laughs) Does she she listen to the podcast? But she sees all of the Insta story promotions. Her first reaction was like, you're a mother. I can't believe you know this. You're a mother. Yeah. She might be just as kind of curious as the rest of us. I think that my parents will also be confused and disappointed. <laughs> 
I mean, not actually, because we're all adults here, but they'll be confused. And that's okay. It really is an unwinding of our thought patterns from upbringing. A hundred percent. And it actually feels good to talk about it publicly because it's a secret that if you're close to me, it's not so much of a secret because I want people to know there is an option for you to feel better if you want to, or calm, or it helps with my anxiety. I get bad migraines. Mm. No migraine medicine, even prescription strength could take my pain away, but a simple little five to one took it away Mm -hmm. instantaneously. When we had COVID, no other medicine could take the aches and pains away, but the CBD did. So I do think that there is something to this natural medicine once you can sort of unpack all of the stigma that you were taught. Yeah. And I think starting with CBD is really a good idea. I think the reason I had taken CBD from other brands and not seen effects is because I was taking too low of a dose, like five or 10 milligrams. So the gel caps we have now are 30 and that seems to be like a sweet spot for me. Yeah. Right. Right. But even when they started talking to us about that dosing, I was like, 30? 30, It seems like so much. I'm just like, no, you can safely take up to that. Yeah. 30 CBD, not THC. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh my God, please, please (laughs) don't don't take 30. 30. Yeah. The other thing I had to get used to when I was starting down this journey was how long it takes for them to kick in. So it can take a couple hours for the gummies to kick in. A gel cap is much faster. The Listerine type strip under your tongue is really fast. Tinctures are fast, but like the gummies specifically takes a while. And that like really kind of messed with my head a bit. Yeah. 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 And you're talking about gummy CBD. I was talking about gummy THC, but really anything. I think any of the gummies takes a while. It does take a little longer. Yeah. You should know that for sure. Because if you end up taking it and after a half hour, you're like, I'm not feeling it. You take another one. Don't take more. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to go to space for a little bit. Yes. That happened to me, actually. I have one girlfriend that I Marco Polo with and she uses cannabis. And I was asking her a bunch of questions on my journey. And I had taken a gummy for the first time, like an hour later, I was Marco Poloing or like, I don't think I feel it. I think I'm going to take another. And I ended up taking another. And the next day I saw she had Marco Poloed back and was like, actually, I don't recommend that you take another. I recommend that you wait. And I remember going to bed and I was like, too much. (laughs) That was too much. But the good thing about it, I will say, if you do take too much, close your eyes and go to sleep. If you have the capacity, this is the type of medicine that you can close your eyes and go to sleep. It's again, not like alcohol, which is not very good for you. Like you take too much alcohol, Mm -hmm. you're sick. You're really Mm -hmm. sick. It's dangerous. You could end up in the hospital. It does not happen with weed. It just doesn't, which also made me feel better that I wasn't going to hurt myself in any way. Yeah. I hadn't touched anything until I was 36. And now I'm recruiting a lot of mom friends to at least try it. Yeah. To find more joy. Yes. Yes. To whole body laugh. Whole body laugh. Yes. Yes. To increase your pleasure and sex life. Yes. Just relax. A hundred percent. I mean, it has made me a much better partner in that Mm -hmm. department too, because again, you just aren't worried about everything. You are really able to be fully present in the moment. Yes. And I will say it helps with creativity too. Some of my best, most creative ideas for our businesses and even working with Joe have come from a session after a gummy. 
Yeah. Didn't you say that he was like, uh, could, could you take a gummy and join me yeah. in this room over here? I need to think through some ideas. Yes. Yes. Because I get out of my own insecurity and out of my own way. And this isn't good enough, or I shouldn't say this out loud, or I haven't fully baked this concept yet. I am free to let it out and be creative. Yeah. 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 So I'd love to give that gift to more people. Yeah. One thing I have to get used to is I've always been a lover of craft beer. And for the past year or two, I've been gluten-free because I have an autoimmune thyroid disease. So I miss craft beer and drinking a little bit of wine, but again, I don't drink as much as I used to, but I do enjoy having a glass of wine or a beverage and sort of slowly drinking it throughout the night. And that mm-hmm. is not how it works with most of the way you consume THC. I did read an article about a non-alcoholic winery somewhere in California that makes THC wines so that it could be like a similar, yes, delivery system. Mm -hmm. I'm moving to California, obviously in a couple of months, and I would love to check that out. Like to have it in a beverage form to me Mm -hmm. sounds interesting. And I don't really want to make it myself because that feels inconsistent. But if there was some sort of non-alcoholic THC wine. I could really, really vibe with that. Yeah, me too. I agree. There is something to be said for sitting down at dinner with a really mm-hmm. nice glass of wine with your meal. Mm-hmm. And just and letting it effects. progressively yeah. happen. Yes. Yeah. Somebody is thinking about that. Like how because can we it, use our existing habits and just work THC right into that? Yep. Yeah. And I think it would also help, again, the moms that I've opened a bottle of rosé or here's a glass of Prosecco and here's another glass of wine that just happens to have THC instead of the stuff that's going to give you a headache and make you queasy and get you a little depressed tomorrow morning. Yeah. That would be amazing. All right. Put it out there. No hangovers. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll have our own line (laughs) of (laughs) non-alcoholic THC wines one day. I I love (laughs) it. I love it. I am excited for you to get out to California to try I feel like you're so ahead of all of this. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Maybe you can be my guide from afar. Like, go check this out. (laughs) I can't, so you go do this. Yes. (laughs) That's really funny. So you wanted to talk about forms. We talked about smoking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about the edibles, which it took me a while to be comfortable smoking it. Because back to Dr. June's point, if you're taking a medical gummy, it's consistent. You know exactly what you're getting every time, you know how you're going to feel. Now I understand more about why sometimes I'm a little bit more sensitive to it Mm -hmm. than other times during the month, but it's fairly consistent. Smoking a joint Mm -hmm. back to the ritual. Like if you're out there with your friends and they keep passing it, you don't feel it immediately. But then when you do, (laughs) it could be a little too much. So it took me a while to get comfortable too with the whole smoking, which we don't do Often, because I was like not a smoker. I just didn't, I was a pretty strict rule follower. lifestyle, yes. Well, again, in high school and college, when I would do it recreationally, it was always smoking and it was always someone else's passing it around. So when I tried it again in my 30s, it felt strange. If Chris and I did it together, we could pass it back and forth. But if I was doing it myself, you're not passing it. So I was like, what is the cadence for how often I take a puff? How many should I take? Right. And so what I do is smoke a portion of it and then stop it, put it out and then finish it. Check in with time. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Because it really. isn't the same if you're not passing it. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Same with vaping. Vaping is another really popular form of ingesting it. 
Have you done that? I have done it. It's not my favorite. Some people love it. It's easy. It's discreet. A lot of people like it because it's discreet and you can just do as much as you want. I just wasn't a fan because I feel like it seems less pure to me. Yeah. I agree. It's a different type of feeling for me. It's in my head, but I really enjoy feeling it throughout my whole body. I'm doing it to totally relax, not necessarily for the buzz and the high, but I'm doing it to relax my whole body. And maybe it's wrong strain, but what I tried was like in my head and made me a little foggy almost. And I didn't enjoy that feeling. Yeah. I felt out of control. And I think maybe I did too much because it was so easy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was with three trusted friends and I was like, gals, I'm out. I'm going to bed. I feel out of control. And I didn't like that feeling. Yeah. 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 We've also tried chocolates. The medical dispensaries have chocolates. I didn't love that because they just taste too good. (laughs) Yeah, it's like dangerous. Look, we've got young kids in the house. Mm -hmm. We're really strict about how we keep it. It's in a safe, Mm -hmm. it's locked up. And the chocolate, even though the packaging is really hard to get into, anything that we really can't explain to them that it's not for them, but it looks like it could be for them, we just sort of keep out of the house in general. That's the rule. That's really smart. I had an interesting chocolates related experience when I went to the dispensary, I was consulting with the gentleman and he was like helping me pick some stuff out and he had offered me the chocolates and I was like, oh no, thanks. One thing I don't love about the gummies is the sugar. I'm really sensitive to sugar when it comes to my energy levels. And he offered it to me like three times, including after I had paid and as I was walking out, like next time you got to check out the chocolates because I was a female or like a mom, they're right, right, push right. the chocolates to right, the moms. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's very bizarre. That's really funny. What else have I tried? Topically, right? There's a bomb that we got. You're supposed to roll it on wherever you feel pain. So when we went for period pain to roll it on around that area, and then for Joe, where he has major joint pain, I don't know if it worked. I feel like it's like that CBD thing where the topical, if you're not slathering on 30 milligrams, I'm not confident that it works, but I do know people that swear by the balms. Is it a THC balm? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. And it's supposed to like permeate your skin. Yeah. So it goes right to wherever you're feeling pain. So does it make you high? Again, it's just the medical qualities of the plant touching wherever you're feeling the pain. Very interesting. I did find what she was saying about the strips and your jaw and putting it right where it is. Interesting. The lotions and stuff. None of that's really felt like it's done anything for me. On the CBD side? No. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, I actually didn't know they made them with THC in them. You can get them at the dispensary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You should ask next time. That might be the only ways I've really yeah. done it. But I think more and more people are getting creative. Investors in these products are smart and they're investing in the dispensaries and how the product's made and the different types of products to get it to you. So I think as it becomes more mainstream, we're going to see different ways to experience so. the medicine. There's definitely coffee shop in certain states where you can get CBD added to your coffee. I think there's a smoothie place in Baltimore. You can get CBD added. I work a little bit in craft beer and we came up with a beer with CBD in it. We ended up never releasing because the laws have not come about yet. But I think there's all these brands on the periphery ready to go when the laws come in place. There is also a brewery in Maryland who made a THC beer available with a medical license which is interesting. Interesting. I believe it's non-alcoholic, 
but has THC in it and it's a beer, but you can only get it at a dispensary with a medical mm. license. Yeah. Mm. Very interesting. I'm curious about the tastes of these things too. If you can take the THC weed taste out and really make a good beverage. beverage. Mm -hmm. The beauty mm -hmm. about using it in a beer to me as someone who loves the taste of hops and beer is that to me, the weed taste is very similar to different varieties of hops. Mm. It seems to me like if there's the right marketing, the right product, the right formulation, you could potentially tap into that craft beer market that really likes that sort of hop taste. Yeah. I know you're not that person. <laughs> I am not that person, but that's just yes. alcohol is just never, I don't feel good when I yeah. drink it. But mm -hmm. if you can make something that tastes similar and has THC instead of alcohol. Yeah, exactly. I might enjoy it more. So maybe we end with, if anyone has questions yeah. about our experiences, DM us on Instagram and Facebook. I think we'd be happy to dive in further. Yeah. Let us know what you thought or if you are a user or if you're curious about <laughs> it and maybe we can start some dialogue. So we're not just speaking into the abyss. We wish we were at a round table talking about this because it is so fascinating. I don't think it'll be the last time we talk about it in my opinion. So may this no. be the first of many, the second of many. Yeah. No, I think we need to do this qualifying conditions now that we're you think so? talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I think that would be fun. I think yeah. that would be really fun. We'll each have a gummy and then we'll record. <laughs> we'll have a gummy and then 90 minutes later, we'll record. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. All right. This was fun. Yes. Until next time. Bye-bye. Good man, why? Just give me a look.